Assalamualaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh Alhamdulillahi rabbil alamin Wa ashadu an la ilaha illallahu wahdahu la sharika lah Wa ashadu anna muhammadan abduhu wa rasuluh Sallallahu wa sallama alayhi wa ala alihi wa ashabihi ajma'in Allahumma allimna ma yanfa'na Wanfa'na bima allamtana Wazidna ilma واصلح لنا شأننا كله ولا تكلنا إلى أنفسنا طرفة عين أما بعد After praising Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and after passing salutations upon Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam his family, his friends and upon all those who try to emulate him until the end of time our talk tonight bi'ithnillahi ta'ala is going to be on the day of Ashura and indeed we are heading to the 10th of Muharram which is indeed a blessed day and know that Wallahu Azza wa Jal yakhluku ma yasha wa yakhtar and that Allahu Azza wa Jal he creates whatsoever he wills and he chooses whatsoever he wills. Akhtaru wastafa min al malaika wa rusulan wa min al nas. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he chose the angels and he chose messengers from mankind. Wakhtaru buqa'an fil ard. And he chose certain places on the earth. Fadlaluha ala ghayriha. And he made such places or certain places virtuous over others. Wakhtar. And he chose min al azminati awqatan. And he chose certain times. And he blessed certain times over other times and from the blessed times that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala chose is that he chose Shahrullah al-Muharram the month of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala al-Muharram as a blessed month as we will see a bit later <coughs> and in this month Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala he chose specifically the day of Ashura Allah Azza wa Jal, he mentions and he says, إِنَّ عِدَّةَ الشُّهُورِ عِنْدَ اللَّهِ إِثْنَا عَشَرَ شَهْرَ فِي كِتَابِ اللَّهِ يَوْمَ خَلَقَ السَّمَاوَاتِ وَالْأَرْضِ مِنْهَا أَرْبَعَةُ حُرُمْ That indeed the number of months ordained by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is twelve. In Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's record, since the day he created the heavens and the earth, Minha Arba'atu Hurum and from them four months are sacred. Nabiyuna alayhi salatu was salam and our Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam he mentions to us in a hadith Az Zamanu that time Kadistadara that indeed time the division of time has turned to its original form. 
كَهَيْئَةِ يَوْمَ خَلَقَ السَّمَاوَاتِ وَالْأَرْضِ which was the current when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala created the heavens and the earth السَّنَةُ إِثْنَا عَشَرَ شَهْرَةِ for indeed the year has twelve months مِنْهَا أَرْبَعَةُ حُرُمْ ثَلَاثَةٌ مُتَوَالِيَاتِ so out of the twelve months of the year Four of them are sacred. Three of these months, they come one after the other. Thul Qa'da, wa Thul Hijja, wal Muharram. And the fourth month is Rajab, and this is between Jamadi wa Sha'ban. And in the verse that I quoted earlier, in Na'idda Shuhur, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says further on in this verse, فَلَا تَظْلِمُوا فِيهِنَّ أَنفُسَكُمْ So do not wrong one another during these months. So Ya Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is saying that during these sacred months do not harm one another for indeed these months are sacred. And for a person to do any wrong throughout the year it is obviously not correct. But during these four sacred months, it is worse to do something wrong. And even the Quraysh and others, they would honor these four months. And if we look at the Hadith, we find that a person says that I was an interpreter between Ibn Abbas and the people that a woman happened to come there and asked about Nabid. So Nabid is basically you take fruit, put it in water or you take dates, you put it in water, you let it stand for a few days and then you would drink it. But the issue with Nabid obviously if you don't follow, you don't check it after a few days, it will ferment and it will become khamar. So he replied, a delegation of people of Abdul Qais came to the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. He, the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, he spoke and he asked this delegation or the people of the delegation about their identity. They replied that they belonged to the tribe of Rabi'ah. So the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, he welcomed them or he welcomed this delegation which were neither humiliated nor put to shame. And this was the way of Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. When people would come to him, he would honor them. He would welcome them. He wouldn't make them feel uneasy. He wouldn't make them feel unwelcomed. So they, the members of this delegation, they said to Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, we come to you from a far distance and there lives between you and us a tribe that disbelieves. And this tribe is of Mudar. And therefore it is not possible for us to come to you except during the sacred months. Meaning that had we tried and maybe come to you, 
in any month that is not sacred then we might have been attacked but this shows us that during the four sacred months they would try and not harm one another and Allah who subhanahu wa ta'ala knows best and as we mentioned earlier for indeed Yawmu Ashura Yawmun Azim it is a great day and like I mentioned earlier min ayyami shahril min ayyami shahrullah al-muharram so it is a great day and it is in the month of the month of Allah and we find that it is mustahab that it is recommended to fast as many days as one can during the month of Muharram but not the complete month and Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam the Prophet peace be upon him he says afdalu siyam ba'da shahri ramadan siyamu shahrullah al-muharram that the best of fasts after the fast of the month of Ramadan is the fast of the month of Allah Azza wa Jal Al-Muharram and we find specifically that this one day during this month of Muharram that has a special virtue and that is the 10th of Muharram known as Yawmu Ashura قال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم أحتسب على الله أن يكفر السنة التي قبله and the reward for fasting on the day of Ashura is that one sins of the previous year will be forgiven and as we know this is regards to one's minor sin as for major sin then one needs to turn to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in tawbah turn to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in forgiveness as Nabiuna our Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam he mentions and he says as salawatul khams wal jum'atu ila al jum'ah وَرَمَضَانُ إِلَى رَمَضَانُ مُكَفَّرَاتٌ وَمَا بَيْنَهُنَّ مَجْتُبِعَتِ الْكَبَائِرِ So the Prophet peace be upon him he says that your five daily prayers from one Jumu'ah to the next Jumu'ah from one Ramadan to the next Ramadan it is an expiation for one's sins except for the Kabair. So a question that someone might ask himself or herself what is the hikmah? What is the wisdom of fasting on Yawm Ashura? And as we know Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala He did not send this deen as a deen just to be there or a deen yani by the way 
But for everything in this deen of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that we need to practice on, there is a reason, there is a source. Whether it comes in the Quran or whether it comes in the ahadith of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. وفي الحديث الذي في الصحيحين حديث ابن عباس and we find that there is a narration in the sahihain يعني البخاري and muslim on the authority of ابن عباس أن النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم لما قدم المدينة وجد أن اليهود يسومون هذا اليوم so when the prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم when he entered Medina he saw that the Yahud, they were fasting on this day, yani the tenth of Muharram. فَسَأَلَ عَنْ ذَلِكَ عَلَيْهِ الصَّلَاةُ وَالسَّلَامُ فَقَالُوا So the Messenger of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he asked him, and they replied, هَذَا يَوْمٌ that this is the day نَجِّيَ اللَّهُ فِيهِ مُوسَى وَأَصْحَابُ that this is the day that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala freed Musa and his people. وَأَهْلَكَ فِرْعَوْنَ وَمَنْ مَعَهُ And this was the day that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala destroyed Fir'aun and those that were with him. فَقَالَ عَلَيْهِ الصَّلَاةُ وَالسَّلَامُ And the Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam he said, نَحْنُ أَحَقُّ بِمُوسَى مِنْهُمْ That indeed we, we have more right, meaning as the Muslims, we have more right over Musa alayhi salam as you the Yahud. <coughs> so the reason for this fast, as it comes in other narrations, is that Nabi Musa, he fasted on this day. And Shaykhuna, our Shaykh and our teacher, Shaykh Sulaiman al-Ruhayli, Hafizallahu Ta'ala, he makes mention that the reason why Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam, why he fasted on Yawmu Ashura, was not specifically because Nabi Musa was saved, but it was because that Nabi Musa himself fasted on this day. And we find, like I mentioned in this hadith, that the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he says that we have more rights over Nabi Musa than them. And this indeed was a great blessing that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bestowed upon Nabi Musa and the children of Israel. As we know that they lived in a land, they lived in a land of oppression, they lived in a land of tyranny, they lived under the rule of if not the worst of tyrants to face the walk on the face of the earth. If we look around us today, then you will find that certain leaders, certain people, they are oppressive. But they don't reach the level of Fir'aun. 
As Fir'aun was so arrogant. As Fir'aun was yani so mutakabbir. As Fir'aun was such a bean that he says in Surah Al-Nazi'at, Ana Rabbukumul A'la. That he says that I, Rabbukumul A'la. That I am the Lord Most High wa na'udhu billah. No one had claimed this. Even in our times today, you won't find a tyrant, you won't find an oppressive ruler saying that I am the Lord Most High. But this was Fir'aun. Yudabbihuna abanakum wa yastahyuna nisaakum. He killed the children, the boys, and he let love the females, the girls. Fir'aun was such that when he came to him and he said that you can't kill all the boys because who's going to come and help you? Right? Who's going to come and assist you? So what does he do? We kill the boys for one year and we let them love the other year. Right? We kill them one year and we let them love for the other year. And with this we find that Nabi Musa was born. But Nabi Musa's mother at this time, she had to hide him away, she had to get rid of him. So Allah inspires him, inspires her, and you can read the story in Surah Al-Qasas. Allah inspires his mother. And she puts him in a basket or a box or something like that and she puts him in the river. And as Allah Azza wa Jal, He says to us in Surah Ali Imran, وَمَكَرُوا وَمَكَرَ اللَّهُ وَاللَّهُ خَيْرٌ مَاكِرِينَ That you can plot and you can plan. But know that Allah Azza wa Jal is the best of planners. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala makes it such that this baby it was not a Nabi at the time but that he lands up in the castle of Fir'aun. That same being that one day is going to stand up and that is going to call to the worship of Allah not to the worship of false gods, not to the worship of graves or idols or false deities, but he's going to call him to the worship of one Allah and one Allah alone. وَلَقَدْ بَعَثْنَا فِي كُلِّ أُمَّةٍ رَسُولًا أَنْ يَعْبُدُوا اللَّهَ وَجْتَنِبُوا الطَّاغُوتِ and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions that the job and the mission of all the Anbiya was the same. And what was this mission? To call the people to Allah, to worship Allah. Allah. That they must worship Allah azza wa jal. And stay away from false gods. And when Nabi Musa grew up and the time came when he needed to approach Fir'aun 
when he needed to call Fir'aun and his people then Fir'aun obviously was not willing to accept this <coughs> and obviously the story of Nabi Musa is extremely long but after different events and after th the Bani Israel going through various struggles and trials and tribulations Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala he decides now that it is time for Nabi Musa and Bani Israel to move out of Misr to move out of Egypt and we find that Allah Azza wa Jal he mentions and he says وَأَوْحَيْنَا إِلَى مُوسَى أَنْ أَسْرِ بِعِبَادِ إِنَّكُمْ مُتَّبَعُونَ and we inspired Musa saying leave with my servants at night leave with the Bani Israel for you surely will be chased and pursued فَأَرْسَلَ فِرْعَوْنُ فِي الْمَدَائِنِ حَاشِرِينَ and then Pharaoh sent his mobilizers to all the cities sent for his army and said these outcasts that they are just but a handful of people and this is a lesson as well that being on the haq being on the truth you are going to find most of the time that you are not a lot in number but rather you are few in number and then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala he explains and he says وَإِنَّهُمْ لَنَا لَغَائِضُونَ and then Fir'aun he carries on and he says who have really enraged us وَإِنَّا لَجَمِيعٌ but we are alert we know what they are doing we know their plot this is Fir'aun we are going to get them and so we lured the tyrants out of the gardens and springs and we got them away from their treasures and from their splendid residence so Fir'aun thinks that he has the upper hand but Allah Azza wa Jal he wants it like this he wants them to leave their homes he wants them to leave their monies he wants them to leave their beautiful palaces because see what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has planned so it was and we awarded it all to the children of Israel. And so they pursued them at sunrise. Now you need to picture this. Nabi Musa is obvious and his people they are obviously in front because they've been chased and Fir'aun is at the back with his army and as they are marching they are marching forth they walk in and they walk in 
and they come to Al-Bahru Ahmad, the Red Sea. And the people of Fir'aw of Nabi Musa, the Bani Israel, they say, Inna la mudrakun. So now we have been overtaken for sure. Because what is happening now? The sea, Yani al Bahru Amal, the sea is in front of us. Wa Fir'aun wa Jundu Warana. And Fir'aun and his army is behind us. So what do we do? So picture this. There's nowhere to go. Right? If they go to the right, they go to the left, they go forward, they see. If they come back, they're going to get attacked. And remember, they are a handful. But see Nabi Musa's response. Kalla inna ma'iya rabbi sayahdin. Yani kalla to draw the attention. He says to them, don't doubt. Relax. Inna ma'iya rabbi sayahdin. That indeed with me is my Lord. Allahu azza wa jal. Sayahdin. For indeed Allahu azza wa jal is going to guide me. Now if this is not the highest level of tawakkul, the sea is in front of him, the army is behind him. But he says that Allah is with me. وَمَنْ يَتَّقِ اللَّهَ يَجْعَلْ لَهُ مَخْرَجَةً وَيَرْزُقُ مِنْ حَيْثُ لَا يَحْتَسِبُ A lesson for all of us. And whosoever, as Allah says in Surah Al-Talaq, and whosoever puts his trust in Allah Azza wa Jal, وَمَنْ يَتَّقِ اللَّهَ يَجْعَلْ لَهُ مَخْرَجَةً Then know that Allah will most definitely open a way. وَيَرْزُقُ مِنْ حَيْثُ لَا يَحْتَسِبُ And he will sustain you in ways that you cannot even imagine. Musa, and so we inspired Nabi Musa. As Allah Azza wa Jal, he says in Surah Al-Shu'ara, he says that take your staff, take your stick, and hit the water, hit the sea. Because now what's going to happen when you hit the sea? It's going to split. You are going to see water on either side. Like the sizes of mountains. And I was telling the learners earlier this morning. I said, you take your stick. And you go to Fishuk. Or you go to one of the beaches and you go eat there. And you see what will happen. Right? The sea is not going to split open. So this shows you that this was the help. This was the aid of Allah Azza wa Jal. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He aids whomsoever He wills. And now, subhanallah, we find that Musa and his people, the Bani Israel, they walk through. They walk through the sea, water on both sides. And when they come to the other side, Fir'aun follows them and his people. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the Lord of the worlds, the one that never sleeps, the one that never slumber overtakes. وَقُلْ جَاءَ الْحَقِّ وَزَهَقَ الْبَاطِلِ 
says in Surah Bani Israel, that when the truth comes, falsehood will perish. It must perish. Because for indeed truth and falsehood, they can never be together. They can never be side by side. And when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala restores the sea now, so what does Fir'aun say now? Al-an, he says, now I believe in Allah. But now it's too late. So now it's too late. Al-an, now, now you want to believe? When the ruh is coming out, and the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he warns us. He says that Allah azza wa jalli accepts the tawbah of a person. Throughout his life. But when it comes to the deathbed. And the ruh is here. The soul is about to come out. By that ghara ghara. Now it's too late. Now you can't make tawbah anymore. You had your whole life to make tawbah. You had your own life to turn to Allah. But now the time is up. So now we find something extremely strange. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala He saved Nabi Musa and the Bani Israel. But the Bani Israel in the reality, they themselves were a mushkila as well. They themselves were a problem. So when they came to the other side, right? When they came to the other side of the sea, so now Fir'aun is drowned and his army is drowned. وَجَاوَزْنَا بِبَنِي إِسْرَائِيلَ الْبَحْرَ فَأَتَوْ عَلَى قَوْمٍ So we brought the children of Israel across the sea and they came upon a people devoted to idols. So now they ask قَالُوا يَا مُوسَى اِجْعَلْ لَنَا Ilahan kama lahum aliha. Subhanallah. Allah split the sea for them. He saved them from the biggest tyrant. They come and they see a people worshiping idols. And they ask Nabi Musa, Ij'allana. That make for us also a God like how this people have a God. Imagine this. Allah saved you. He split the sea in front of you. Of the greatest miracles ever to be seen by mankind. But yet they turn around and they say, make for us also a God. Give us also an idol. And look at the Quran. Look at the stories of Bani Israel. They were one of the most ungrateful people to walk the face of the earth. And we see it today as well. They may become in different names and different forms. 
whether they call Zionists, whatever they want to call themselves, Freemasons, this, that. But this is their asl. This is where they came from. And they're never going to change. This is their makeup. They don't believe in Allah Azza wa Jal. And they've had and they always will have a problem with the believers. So like we mentioned earlier, the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, he fasted on the 10th of Muharram. The Prophet, peace be upon him, he says in another hadith, if I were to live and see next year, then I would fast a day worth the 10th of Muharram, the 9th of Muharram. Why? The Mukhalafat al-Yahud, to be different from the Yahud. So before we move on to the next important point, the three ways of fasting is as follows. You fast either the ninth with the tenth, or you fast the tenth and the eleventh, or as many of the ulama say, that if you just fast on the 10th of Ashura, this will also be accepted. As for some people that say, you fast the 9th, you fast the 10th, and you fast the 11th. And they base it on the hadith, after looking at the hadith and the asanid, this hadith is weak. So, if someone is going to fast the 9th, the 10th, and the 11th, then one of those days will just be as fasting for the month of Muharram in general, and Allah knows best. So now we've moved from Nabi Musa. And now we switch our focus on something else. And I take you to the year 61 after Hijrah. And in the year 61 of the Hijrah, we find that Sibtun Nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam, that the grandson of the Messenger of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Hussein radiallahu an, or Hussein. Ibn Ali ibn Abi Talib wa Fatima binti Rasulillah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam was martyred. And Hussein radiallahu an he was martyred unjustly. He was martyred by a bunch of cowards. And as for us as Ahlu Sunnah wal Jamaah our heart, it pains. Sadness overcomes us. Our eyes are filled with tears. To think that the Messenger of Allah, Rahmatul Alameen, 
that from his own loins from his own body we find that his grandson is martyred on the plains of Karbala and obviously time does not allow us in all the details what happened and why did Hussein end up there and did people speak to him did they try to stop him from going etc but what we do know when Hussein an, what we do know is that many of the companions many of the sahaba that were alive they warned him and they begged him to not go to the people of Kufa for indeed the people of Kufa they are treacherous and some of them even told him why do you want to go to a people that killed your father Ali radiallahu <coughs> but from the martyrdom of Hussein radiallahu we find that two groups emerged both of these groups become extreme in their own right and their own way the first group being the Ithna, the Ithna Ashariya the Shia the Rafidiya and very close to them following in their footsteps is certain extreme groups of the Sufiya like the Barelwiya and other groups and a side note this is why you will find that some of our ulama they've written books Al-Alaqa Bayna Sufiya wa Shia the connection between the Sufis and the Shia because they like cousins <laughs> he's from the same family at the, with certain beliefs so this first group they've taken the time or the day of Ashura as a day of mourning as a day of beating themselves up as a day of cursing as a day of speaking ill of the companions of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam and the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam or before we get to the Prophet peace be upon him Allah azza wa jal is mentioned in close to 100 verses in the Quran in praise of the companions of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam he mentions and he says la tasubu ashabi he says this three times do not curse my companions fawalladhi nafsi by the one in whose my hand rests meaning he takes an oath by Allah even if you were to spend the amount of gold and silver equivalent to Mount Uhud and remember Mount Uhud is not just a hill but it's a mountain range for those that have been and when you have time after the talk if you've not been to Medina 
Google and see. So you will see how big this is. So this equivalent to gold and silver, you won't even come to the dust of the shoes, yani, of the companions. But yet you find these people, yet you find these people speak ill of them and they use the martyrdom of Hussein radiallahu an to do this. So the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he said, Ana bari'am. He says that I am free. Hadith sahih. I am free min as I am free from the one who raises his voice at a time of calamity. Walhaliqati. And I'm free of someone who dishevels the hair, who pulls out the hair at a time of a calamity. And I am free of the one washaqati who tears his or her thaw. And this is exactly what is happening during this time. The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he also informs us and he says that he who slaps his cheeks, tears his clothing and follows the ways and the traditions of the people of jahiliyyah, of the people of ignorance, he is not one of us. So we also find the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is saying slap. So what about still taking a blade and cutting yourself? It's something to think about. And obviously, we can go into much more detail of what happens during this time. But this is the one group. Then we find the other group, they have gone to another extreme. They are known as the Nasibis. They have hatred for the Ahlul Bayt. They don't love the family of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Wa na'udhu billah. So what do they do on the day of Muharram? Or days leading up to the day of Muharram? They do the opposite of the Shia. And those close to them. They take this as a day of celebration. They take this as a day of giving out sweets. They take this as a day and according to them, we are countering the Shia. But you also are causing more harm to the Ahlul Bayt. So Allah Azza wa Jal has informed us in Surah Al-Baqarah and he has mentioned to us وَجَعَلْنَاكُمْ أُمَّةً وَسَطًا And indeed I have made you a nation that is in the middle. So we neither on the one extreme nor are we on the other extreme. But we as Ahlu Sunnah wal Jamaah we are in the middle. That we love the Ahlul Bayt. We love the family of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. We love the wives of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. 
as they form part of the Ahlul Bayt. We love the grandsons of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam in many masajid on the day of Jum'ah in the second khutbah you will hear that many of the khatibs they would say وَسَيِّدُ الشَّبَابِ أَهْلِ الْجَنَّةِ الْحَسَنُ وَحُسَيْنِ that the leaders of the youth in Jannah is going to be Hassan and Hussein and you will hear them say وَسَيِّدَتُ النِّسَاءُ أَهْلِ الْجَنَّةِ أَفَاطِمَةِ رضي الله عنها so these are not something things that are far-fetched but we as Ahlul Sunnah wal Jama'ah like we mentioned we love the Ahlul Bayt with regards to the Matirma Hussain radiallahu like I mentioned earlier it's sad and it saddens us and we pray and we beseech Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that he brings on the day of Qiyamah and he gives to the killers and those that were behind the killers of Hussein and the Ahlul Bayt, may Allah be pleased with all of them that he gives them what they deserve and we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that he grants us the understanding and he grants us the honor that we can defend the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam and his companions and if it means that we need to sacrifice for more time and more wealth and whatever else comes with it then make us of those that can do this for indeed the companions of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam if you remove them then you're basically removing the deen of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and before we end off there was a question that was asked to me before um, I started and inshallah we'll answer the question was that this person says that he came across an article or something sent in my message to say that it is sunnah to spend on one's family during or on the day of Ashura. So upon the research and for example I think it's in the Musnad of Imam Ahmad and the Musannaf of Ibn Abdul Razak and in a few other hadith books there's a hadith that mentions that says that whosoever spends on his family on the day of Ashura then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will make that he never sees poverty however on researching the chain of narrators and reading what some of our scholars and ulama have said that many of the ulama they deem this hadith to be weak so you will find that there's some ulama that because they deem this hadith to be hasan they will accept and they will say that it's fine to spend on the family however many of our ulama and most of our ulama they have deemed this hadith to be weak so 
to be on the safer side, Wallahu a'lam, and this is the opinion that I take as well, that it is not sunnah to spend on one's family. And you can spend on your family throughout the year. There's no problem with this. But to specify from the scholars that I follow, then it's not of the sunnah to do this. Now. And the same thing applies discussion on people giving sweets on their day. Now, it is an excellent point that we mentioned that the second group, we mentioned the one group, they are sad. We mentioned the other group, they are happy. And what we find is that this has somehow crept into our community for many years. And I remember when we were at Madrasa, when we were younger, then we'd get party packs or whatever they call it, sweet packs, etc. So we should also try not to encourage this. Because this again leans to the Nusaybis or the Nusaybiyah. So we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to guide and protect us. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to forgive our shortcomings. Subhanakallahumma wa bihamdik. Ashadu an la ilaha illa. Astaghfiruka wa atubu ilayk. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.